Hi, friends. Happy Magical Monday. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm TJ. And I'm Courtney. And uh, you are listening to another episode of the Wish Upon a Sparks podcast. We're so glad you're here. Yeah. Yeah. um, When I was grabbing our drinks from the fridge outside, I was thinking to myself that um, Sunday's my favorite day of the week. And uh, one of the main reasons it is is... Because we get to record on Sundays. We do most of our recordings yeah. on Sunday evenings. Um, when we have guests, we might do random days during the week when they're available and when we get, we're free to have them over. But for the yeah. most part, when it's just me and you, we record on Sunday afternoons and it's something I really look forward to. Yeah, it's very pleasant. It is. Very we usually like do it. in the evening um, around six or seven. And uh, yeah, it's a fun time. Super fun. Super fun. Hey, what are we talking about today? Jungle Cruise. Super excited. I am excited. It was TJ's first time watching it. I had yes. seen it once before, right when it first um, was released to Disney Plus. Um, but yeah, it was super great. I enjoyed watching it again for myself, but I also really enjoy watching TJ's reactions to everything. <laughs> Yeah. And pausing it every 10 seconds to ask him how he feels about it and to make sure he likes it. Yeah, it's kind of annoying sometimes. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm going to save it all for after we get to read the plot, but um, I really enjoyed this movie. I'm excited to talk about it. And um, I did not realize how much I enjoyed um, Emily Blunt and The Rock. I love Emily Blunt. She's in great. Movie. She's so great. Yeah. Even The Rock is great. He uh, is. But he's always great. He's I mean, she great. is too, but... Well, I, I just have like, I, I obviously have known her because we love The Office. We love John Krasinski and we've yeah. known they were married to one another. So, you know, we follow him on Instagram and so you see a lot of things that she does. But I didn't realize like she, when she's on the screen, she, she like does a great job. She she's captures very, you. Yeah. I was going to say very, very captivating. Yeah. Very engaging. Very, I feel like a very good actress. Yeah. She, she, well. she played a great role. Um in this movie as the heroine, as the hero, <laughs> and she just kept our attention through the whole thing. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and jump to the plot, and we'll get into the nitty-gritty later. Courtney, why don't you kick us off with the beginning of the plot summary? Yes. Okay, so we start off in 1556. Um, Don Aguirre? I think it's Aguirre, yeah. Aguirre? Aguirre, I don't know. Leads the Spanish, or leads Spanish Conquistadors? Conquistadors. Okay, whatever. Into <laughs> South America to search for the... I, why? What are all these words? <laughs> um, you, ju- <laughs> you, should have, you should have opened this one and let me start the It's fine. <laughs> Lagrimas de, de Cristal. Yeah. Um, tree whose flowers are... Whose flowers cure illness, heal injuries, and lift curses. After many conquistadors die, the puka... Micha? Michuna. Michuna? <laughs> what the frick? A tribe. Um, tribe heals the sickened survivors with the tree's flowers. When the tribal chief refuses to reveal the tree's location, Aguirre stabs him and burns the village. The dying chief curses the conquistadors, making them immortal and unable to leave sight of the Amazon River without being dragged back to the jungle itself. Yes. Or by the jungle itself. In 1916, London... Uh, Flash forward, Dr. Lily Houghton's Tears of Houghton. the Houghton's Tears of the Moon research is presented by her brother McGregor to the Royal Society. The Houghtons, hoping to revolutionize both medicine and the British war effort, request access to a recently acquired arrowhead artifact, but the request is denied as the tree is considered a myth and female scientists are disfavored. However, believing the arrowhead and her old Amazon map are the key to finding the tree, Lily steals it, narrowly evading Prince. Joachim, who equally who is equally intent on finding the tree for Germany. Um, 
this kind of cool thing about this, and it's very similar to a lot of other movies that I'll parallel, but it's right in like the beginning of or like the World War One times. Yeah. Um. So you have the whole Germany, and then you have the British uh, English aspect of it. It's kind of cool. Yeah, super cool. Okay, so arriving in Brazil, um, Lily and McGregor search for a guide to navigate the Amazon River. They hire skipper Frank Wolf, who offers jungle cruises embellished with fake theatrical dangers and corny puns, which I personally <laughs> enjoy. It was, it was hilarious. It was great. Um, Very nostalgic of the Disney rides. It was it was a nice little thing they threw in there. Yeah, um, he initially. So Frank initially declines, citing the dangers of the river and jungle. Frank reconsiders upon seeing the arrowhead. So Lily has the arrowhead and she kind of like wears it as a necklace, almost like under a scarf so no one can really see it. But Frank catches a glimpse of it and automatically like changes his mind. It's like, yeah, I'll do this for you. Um, Frank steals pack his repossessed boat engine from the harbor master, Nilo. And the trio departs after escaping from Joachim's U-boat, which is basically like a submarine. It's a submarine, yeah. In Frank's cabin, Lily finds photos and sketches of modern inventions as well as research on the tears of the moon. She accuses him of seeking the tree, but he insists he gave up a long time ago. They are captured by the Puka Minchuna tribe, disguised as cannibals, but quickly released as they were hired by Frank. Angered, Lily begins to doubt Frank. The tribal uh, chief trader Sam translates the symbols on the arrowhead, revealing the tree's location and that it, it only blossoms under a blood moon. Which they are like, oh, there's going to be one in two to three days. Two to three days, yeah. Which like really is like almost like kicks them into high gear and is like, oh, shoot, we got to go find this. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, Jakim has located the conquistadors petrified inside of a cave. Did I say that word right? Which one? Petrified? Yes. Okay. It just looks weird. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> he makes Aguirre agree to find the arrowhead for him in exchange for flowers. Jakim diverts the river to free them as Aguirre and his conquistadors are reanimated while fused with rainforest elements, which is really kind of creepy. There's one with snakes and then yeah. there's another one that's like covered in honey and bees. Kind of gross. Yeah. Um, the con. Conquistadors track down and attack the tribe where Frank is stabbed through the heart by Aguirre. Lily flees with the artifact, but vines pull the conquistadors away when they unknowingly lose sight of the river while pursuing her. Yes. To the Houghton's amazement, Frank uh, reappears alive. He reveals he is one of the uh, cursed conquistadors who once wanted to help find the tears to save Aguirre's paralyzed daughter. However, he sided with the tribe against Aguirre's rampage. After years of endless fighting, he trapped the vengeful comrades away from the river view, petrifying them. Failing to find the tree, Frank became a tour guide and built a village. Oh, okay. Um, Lily and Frank continue to La Luna Rota waterfall and uncover a submerged temple. Meanwhile, Jakeem has captured McGregor and forces him to reveal Lily's location, which is really kind of funny because he, McGregor is like very bougie and he's like, lives yes. the fancy life. And he, it's funny because Lily literally brings just like a, almost like a tote with all of her stuff. And he had, McGregor has like, like 30 suitcases, 30 suitcases. It's and, funny when they walk up, uh, Frank was like, Hey, you need to like, I can't take all your luggage. And she literally just holds her one back up. She's like, this is, this is all, this is all I have. Yeah. And then he looks up and McGregor's like, 
like yelling at people like, be careful with that. Don't drop that. And then Yeah. Frank really ends funny. up throwing like half of it in the river and it's really funny. <laughs> it is really but funny. the, uh, Jakeem like finds him and offers him tea and he's like, yeah, I'll take some tea. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's dying for some tea. He just like wants a taste of his like lifestyle for just a second. He does. He wants to, he wants to get back to that bougie lifestyle. Yes. Okay. So anyway, I lost my, Oh, yeah. Okay. So after... So Jakeem captures McGregor and forces him to reveal Lily's location. Frank, the Houghtons, the Germans, and the Conquistadors all converge at the tree when La Luna Rota's water is partially drained. Yes. Discovering the Arrowhead is a locket with a red gem inside. Lily places the two pieces into the carvings in the bark, and the tree briefly blooms under the blood moon. As a fight ensues, Lily recovers one flower... The German soldiers drown. Joachim is crushed by a falling rock, and Frank crashes his boat to block the river, petrifying himself and the rest of the conquistadors to save Lily. Realizing her true feelings for Frank, Lily sacrifices the flower to lift Frank's curse and restore his mortality, and he decides to leave the Amazon to be with her. The moon's last beam blooms a single flower, which Lily takes for research. Returning to the port, Frank sells his business to Nilo. Upon their successful return to Britain, Lily becomes a full professor at the University of Cambridge. McGregor rejects an invitation um, to membership from the Royal Society. Lily and Frank explore London together as Lily t- teaches Frank how to drive a car. Yes. It's hilarious. It is really funny. And then it, that's the end. That's the end. Yeah. Okay. Initial thoughts, Courtney. I know that this was your second time seeing it, but let's just let's just encompass it into like, let's say you only saw it yeah. one, the first time. What was your initial thoughts when you saw it? I think it's a really good movie, I think, for what it is to base it off of a ride at a theme park. Like, they really... I think they gave it a good backstory. I think... I don't know. I just think it was very well thought out. Um, yeah, overall, it was a good movie. I would watch it probably again and again. What about you? I really liked it a lot, too. Um, I want to reference this a lot, but when we were watching it, I think it annoyed Courtney, Courtney a little bit, but it reminded me of Indiana Jones and the Mummy, like that kind of vibe. So when you go into this movie, think like adventure with a little bit of comedy um, into it. They said a little bit more comedy than uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark um, for Indiana Jones or the Mummy movies did. But um, overall, really fun. Um, lots of adventure. Um, the cast did a fantastic job. I love Lillian McGregor's dynamic as brother and sister. I love Frank and McGregor's dynamic as like, you know, Frank's the opposite of McGregor in so many ways. Like he's just tough guy. Yeah. Like, and then McGregor's, and then Lily's the opposite of McGregor too, but she's also cultured, you know, and very smart. And so her and Frank's, you know, relationship as it grows and blossoms is really cool. And then another parallel to the other movies I was talking about, uh, most of the time in these movies, just like in Captain America, man, the, those dang Germans, they end up being the villain. Um, and it's always around World War II or World War One, And yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was a great movie. I I wouldn't say it's a great movie. I, I, I'm probably giving it too much praise, but it was good. I enjoyed it, and I would definitely watch it again. Um, Emily Blunt, um, I, the, whatever actor, if you want to look at it, that played her brother, and then The Rock turned Jack in... Jack Whitehill? Turned in a... Fan, no, Jack Whitehall. Turned in a fantastic performance. He was brilliant. He was yeah. so funny, and, and then Emily Blunt did a great job, and then obviously... Uh, the Rock did a good job too. So I will say, I wish that um, I kind of had a moment in the movie. I, I'm glad they cast The Rock, but when I first saw it, I really was just kind of wishing that they would have cast Brendan Fraser from The Mummy as the skipper. And I couldn't get over it for about 10 minutes. And then I was fine. It took me a minute though. I was like, what a missed opportunity. They could have cast Brendan Fraser as the skipper. 
but they didn't, and The Rock did a great job. Team The Rock. Not Team The Rock, too. I like him. He's great. He's super funny. Nice guy, too. It's really funny. Yeah. Who would you say your favorite character is? Uh, Lily. Lily's fantastic. Yeah. She embodies everything that you want in adventure. She's she's bold, courageous, cultured. She's determined. She doesn't give up. She's not doing it for the wrong reasons. She's trying to help people. Like that, it just, yeah. It's just everything I want. She's just a beautiful, wonderful character. Just a great character. Yeah, I agree. I think she's great. I also really like Proxima, the Jaguar. Oh, yeah. Who is like... um. Yeah. The Rock. His character, what's his name? Frank? Yeah. It's Frank's pet. It's his cat. It's his cat. And he's had multiple cats. Yeah, you see like... Um, he names all of his cats Proxima. Yeah. He's had like... Um, all kinds of different animals and pets and whatever, but um, the jaguar is really, really cute and is hilarious. Even though obviously he doesn't talk as it's a jaguar, like yeah, he like I don't know she is Proxima a girl. I think it's a girl, but I'm not really sure. But um, definitely has a a cool personality. Is very um, very animated and a little bit mischievous. Okay, it's a her. It's a she girl. is mis- mischievous. Like when she drinks all the wine. Yeah. Well, I love... Okay, we're going to talk about scenes a lot later. And this is one of those movies that actually... I was thinking about this when we get to a uh, favorite scene. And then we'll do least favorite scene. And then when, when we get to the end of it, we're going to talk about scenes in general. This movie has a lot of very small scenes that are super funny. Like you have the one where they're arguing with luggage. And he's like... Frank's like, what's in this one? He's like, that's my that's my liquor <laughs> or whatever. And he's like, this one this can one stay. This one can stay. <laughs> yeah. And then you have the really funny scene with the Jaguar like drinking the wine. And there's a lot of little scenes like that. that are just, yeah. like, they just make you chuckle. They're just really funny. Yeah. Um, what about you? Who's your favorite character? Um, Proxima. And as like a secondary character and then probably as like a primary character. Um, I would say like the main trio, Lily, Frank, and McGregor. If you had to pick one of the three. I mean, they're all just really good and I feel like they have a really good dynamic and they have like a really good chem- like acting chemistry between them, it seems like. So I think it just like helped push the movie forward um so there's iron man captain america and uh the hulk but if you had to pick a favorite out of those three who'd you pick iron man all right who's your favorite i guess lily yeah to your point though i agree with you i think the ensemble together the three of them is like yeah. the four characters are, are great yeah yeah they're really really good they're, they're chemistry it's hard to good. pick it is i mean they're all like really close together they are. I would agree with you. I just think Lily stands out a little bit. Um, what about um, least favorite character? Least favorite character. Yeah. I think I don't know what his name is. The guy with all the snakes. Yeah. Really I, gross. I think that's uh, Aguirre. He's like okay. The, yeah, the the main conquistador. Just for the sake of it being like it's just creepy creepy and kind of disgusting and like yeah. eerie. <laughs> the guy with the bees is funny. <laughs> oh yeah. That guy is funny. What does the other guy have? I there's forget. like three or four of them. There's like yeah, there's there's several of them. I forget though. But um those are just the ones I remember, but the snake guy. Just no. And the main German prince guy. Joachim. Yeah, zero ten. Yeah, agreed. I I concur. I agree with you. Um what about favorite scene? Oh sorry. You're good. Okay, favorite scene? I don't know. Do you know yours? 
Um, yeah. Um, I think there's so many good ones. I love the scene in the opening of the movie where she's in the library or up there in the, or the, not the library, but she's up there with all the artifacts and she's robbing the, the getting the arrowhead. It's just such a, like, it's just, it has that feel of like an Indiana Jones, the mummy, like robbery scene where she's just like defying all odds. And she's like falls out the window on a ladder and then a butt and her brother gets the bus to stop at the perfect moment. She falls into just, it's just great. But you know what I think one of my favorite scenes are, I, I think it is my favorite is when, the Rock pretty much admits, like, I'm one of the conquistadors. And then he talks about his whole life. Mm. And he's basically like, so, you know, Aguirre and I didn't see eye to eye after what happened. And so we just fought eternally, like, for hundreds of years. And sometimes I would win and sometimes he would win. And then it just shows you, like, them going back and forth. And yeah. and, and, and Frank getting stabbed multiple times. And then Aguirre getting stabbed multiple times. And then, it's, and then he's like, and I finally I just got tired of it. I don't want to fight anymore. So I trapped them in a cavern so they couldn't, we couldn't fight anymore. And then I decided I didn't know what to do, so I built a village. And you kind of find out that the whole town that he lives in, where they, like, literally make fun of, or don't make fun of him, but where the guy that runs it, Frank built that town. Like, yeah, it's his and, town. And but it's just like, been so many years that he probably got tired of running it. So yeah. he just, like, turned it over to other people. And now he just is a skipper. But, like, I thought that was a really cool scene because it kind of showed his, like, who he was and his true backstory mm-hmm. really quickly. And, like, it was, like, two minutes and it yeah. showed everything. It was really good. I liked that a lot. What about you? This is hard. It is. Because I feel like throughout this whole movie, there's not, like, a... That's what There's I'm saying. Not There's a lot of good like, scenes. Dislikable about it, in no, my opinion. And, and this so is a movie hard. that's like strung together by scenes. It's not like long scenes. It's like a lot of small, really good, funny, like jazz. It's, it's like jazz. woven together yeah. very nicely. Yeah. Um. I think kind of like a beautiful moment is like right before when they like find the temple. That's like submerged and they have to go under the water. Yeah. And she's like asking him like when you find the flower, like because basically when he gets a flower, he can decide like, okay, do I want to choose mortality and be like mortal and be human and basically like live out like the next live out like yeah. a normal human lifespan or do I want to like choose to like actually like almost like die? He says rest. Um, but and he's like, no, like I've lived my life, like I want to rest. Yeah. And she, you can tell she's kind of like, oh, but I actually like really like you. Like, please don't do that. And he's like, no, like I want to rest. And then at the end of the movie, he decides like, no. Yeah. And like agree. I want to, st- because I feel like she puts the flower in his, in his like mouth to like, whatever. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Um, and it almost feel. I feel like he probably got to decide. Am I gonna like? There's probably a doorway somewhere where he got he got asked like, "What do you want to do?" What do you want to do? And yeah. he got to in that moment. She was like, "Do I want to live out mortality with Lily, or do I want to like let my body stay here and my soul can rest?" Yeah. And he chose to like revive his body and live with Lily. And I thought that was like really beautiful. Yeah, and I love that they went to England together to live too. That was really nice. Yeah, and you even see in like the last scene, like as they're driving, he's trying to like learn how to drive and Proxima's in the back seat. Yeah. And it's like, they're going to continue to just, I love, even through that scene, you can see like no matter where they go or what they're doing, they're going to continue to be true to who they are and what they like. And who they have, like who they want to have around them, no matter what yeah. anyone else thinks, and they're just going to continue like breaking the barrier and like living their life. 
And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, a runner-up scene for me would uh, be the first scene you meet Frank, and he goes to the whole Jungle Cruise sequence. Oh, yes. Like the ride. It's so good. Do any of the puns stand out to you? Do you remember any of them? Yeah. Uh, I love when he said... Oh, maybe they don't, actually. Oh, dang. I thought I would remember them, but I don't. Um, I like the toucan one. Yeah, the toucan was great. Um, I think the backside of water joke is always really funny. Always a classic. Yeah, the backside of water. Um... It was really good. It was really good. And then when he's telling them some of the jokes and McGregor's like dying laughing and Lily's like, shut up. <laughs> she's like, that's no, no desire. Uh, what about uh, least favorite scene? Probably when Frank gets stabbed. I would agree. Okay, wait. I have another funny scene that I like. When they're with that tribe... And McGregor's like, oh, some face paint. Yeah, I'll put that on. <laughs> and he puts it on and he's like trying to wash it off. And uh, Frank comes over and is like, you know, that's tattoo paint, right? Yeah. Or like tattoo yeah, ink. Tattoo and he's ink. like, is it going to come off? He's like, yeah. Eh. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. And like, you know, a little bit or yeah. a couple years. A couple years. <laughs> yeah. That was really funny. Um, yeah, I think we agree. Least favorite scene when Frank gets stabbed. I just, it was bad. I mean, a runner up least favorite would be all the scenes with Yakim in them because he's like dastardly. Um, he's kind of a cheap villain though, but um, he he did his purpose. Now I'd like to take a second because like we said, this this movie has a lot of really good scenes. So now that we've done favorite scene and least favorite, let's just talk scenes in general. So there's a couple that I really, really enjoyed. Okay. Um, that weren't my favorite, but I really enjoyed them. So the first time... Um, they meet each other and when he's in Nilo's office and he's pretending to be Nilo. Oh, super yeah. solid scene. Like, yeah. like he's 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 in, he, he does it beautifully. He doesn't even he's not nervous or anything. And then he like pours he like would you like to have a drink? He like grabs his expensive bottle of whiskey and like and pours just, them yeah. both a drink. Um, yeah. And then they go downstairs and then Nilo comes in and then the, his pet leopard, which you find out later is his pet. You don't know it at the time comes in and they like you, you can kind of tell though as they're fighting mm-hmm. um, that like he knows the leopard. Um, and then everyone, he like saves the bar. Um, oh yeah. I also love all the scenes in the bar. Like I just like the whole idea of like, yeah. like South America, like, you know, people in the jungle, like in this little village going to this bar and just getting beer and probably getting, you know, tequila shots and all these kinds yeah. of things. Like it was really cool. Uh, what are some other scenes that you said that stood out to you that you enjoyed? Okay. I really enjoyed, this is probably the only scene with Hakeem or Jakeem or whatever his name is that I liked. Yeah. So the guy with the. So he's funny. Oh, he's yeah. kind of funny. So, but the guy with the bees that's like covered in honey and like has bees in him. Oh yeah. Um. So, they end up finding the arrowhead and Lily and like where they're at. Right. And so, he, the bee guy sends some of his bees to Jakeem. Right. To like let them know where they are, or where they're going, or like right. where the thing is. I think that's what it was. Yeah, he's he's like, tell him this is where he needs to come, basically. He's, yeah. He's like four bees, five bees, whatever. Yeah, and the bees communicate with Jakeem, and, like, Jakeem's, like, army people that are, like, around him are looking at him like, this guy's talking to bees. Well, yeah, not only that. And we, he's freaking nuts. <laughs> in this moment, like, his hair is, like, not slicked back like it was at the beginning. It's, it's like, like sp- it, spiky it's and, like, like, it's like, it's like he's been crazy. running. Crazy. Like, yeah, he looks like an lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really funny. I agree. I like that scene a lot, too. I like the scene um, when they're with the villagers. Um, I already said it was my favorite, but I like the scenes. Um, I like all the scenes where Frank's kind of telling Lily his story slowly. Mm. Like, like he 
that he can play the guitar. He used to be an artist, but he does not anymore. Yeah. And she's because she's painting, and he and he he mentions something about what there's something flawed with her with her art. And he's like, well, that's something about the eyes. I forget. And um and she was like, you're right. Um, your eyes, eyes lack perspective or something like that. And she's like, do you draw? And he's like, I used to. Um, which when you've been alive for 400 years, he's probably got tired of drawing. Yeah. Um, but anyways, there are all the scenes where Lily gets to know a little bit more about him and he gets to know a little bit more about her, I always think are really cute. Um, like when you find out he was like the map drawer. For the for the excursion, yeah. For the, like, for the conquistadors, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. all the maps that she has, all the maps he that she them. finds in his office, like... He drew them, and when she finds out, she's just such. She's in such awe. Yeah. And like, wow, you did this. Yeah, because he's super talented. Um, I love almost every moment that McGregor's on screen. Oh, same. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. Um, I also love honestly all three. Like we said, anytime that um that Lily McGregor or the or or the um or Frank are on on the on scene mm-hmm. is just awesome. It's just great. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think if there's any other scenes that really stood out to me before we move on to the next question. I just, this was, like, like I said, I love the, uh, I love the scene where, uh, he's like, what's in this suitcase? And he's like, my, my toiletries. And he like, throws it in the river. It's like, what's in this? It's like my nightgown, my night clothes. And he like, throws it in the river. And he's like, like, what's like in tennis this rackets. Tennis rackets. Yeah. And he's like, what's in this one? He's like, <laughs> like, uh, like, uh, like bottles of alcohol, basically. I forget yeah. what he said, liquor or something like that. Yeah. He's like, we can keep this one. He yeah. Like, throws it onto the boat. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, Oh, and then the scene where Lily's like, "Where I, I'm ready for like a shower, like a nice bath," and he's like, "It's all around you." Oh yeah, she, she's like, "Where's this nice bath you we're talking about?" Yeah, he's like, "Oh, it's all around you," and she's like, "Oh." Yeah, super, super mean and misleading. Yeah. Um, any other scenes you want to talk about before we move forward? I don't think so. None of the ones. I think we've talked about all the ones I want to talk about. Agreed. Um, I was going to do the next question is typically favorite song, but this is not a song one. I like the soundtrack, though. It was really good. Oh, yeah. The score is really great. The score is great. It fits the movie really well. Yes. Um, what is a theme from this movie to apply to your everyday life? Sorry. I keep yawning. I'm tired. Um, I would say, like, just Lily's character and her character, like perseverance. She obviously is in a time where women aren't empowered in the slightest. Not even a little bit. Like even when she's like wandering around that building in the beginning, he's like, "Oh, what are you doing? Like this is where the researchers and the explorers and the members are. Like if the same the um, what are they called?" The professors or whatever. No, the secretaries. Secretaries. I have yeah. wanted to say sanctuary, and I don't know why. Um, but the secretaries are like are up there. You like you're going the wrong way, and like tries to make it like she's a secretary. Like that's yeah. all women are capable of. Yeah. And I just love that she um, throughout the whole movie, she's just pushing the boundaries. She's defying the odds. She's sticking true to who she is, what she feels like she's supposed to do. Like no matter what anyone says, like. Even if other people around her aren't gonna believe in her or think what she's doing okay is okay, she knows that what she's doing is right, and she's gonna believe in herself. Because if she doesn't believe in her in herself and she doesn't push herself forward, literally the whole world could suffer. Yeah, and she knows that, and so she just continues to push the boundaries and like break glass ceilings, and it's really great. 
Yeah. And I love that for her. And at the end, she's like rewarded for that and gets to be a professor at a university, which is super cool. Yeah. And she like, and then the, the group of professors, like she like, they like ask her to come be a part and she like denies it. She's like, no, yeah. I want to be a part of what you guys are doing. I want to do my, I want to go do something better. Yeah. Like they end up revisiting the club that they were at in the beginning of the yeah. movie because they offered her, offered them a membership and they, they're like, no, we don't want to be a part of your stupid club. And just like she had to send her brother to speak on her behalf, she sends her brother again. Yeah. Because she doesn't even come in person to deny it. No. She sends her brother and he denies it, which is super cool. No, yeah. And so I just think it's like a good reminder that like no matter, as long as you're, you're doing what you feel in your gut and like in your heart and your mind and your soul, like that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, even when people around you are counting you out. Yeah. Keep pushing forward. Keep breaking those boundaries. Keep breaking those glass ceilings because you never know what could be at stake on the other side of those. Yeah, that's good. I like it. What about you? For me, I would say um, I really took a lot about Frank's choice not to rest. Um, I feel like so many times in life we get faced with opportunities where I, I took resting for him as... He'd been kind of toiling without a purpose for so long that he was just like, I just want to be done with this. I want to give up. Yeah. But he ended up choosing in the end to live out the rest of his days, that he, whatever time he had yeah. left, and choose love and choose friendship and choose all the, and to, to experience life. And I feel like we're faced with that so many times in our lives where we get this choice where, hey, so whenever this thing happens, what are you going to choose? I, you know, I'm just going to retire. I'm just going to, I'm just going to rest. I'm just going to, not the retirement's bad, but you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm, you know what? I've had enough. Yeah. I'm just going to take the easy route. And he, and then in the end, I love that he didn't take the easy route and he chose the route of love and friendship and, and building relationships. And, um, he kind of got to like live life away from the river. Cause yeah, he got to live for 400 years, but it was all around that stupid river. And now he can travel yeah. and he could like learn things and stuff. So I'm glad that he chose that. And so what I would take away from it is just, um, don't choose rest. And I don't mean that literally. Obviously, we need to all need to rest and relax. But don't choose to end something if there's more good things that can be done in it. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Because even like he, they talk about how beautiful the Amazon is, how beautiful like that river like, that they're on is. I would love to. She's like, you're so lucky you get to live here. Yeah. And he's like, I've seen it all, dude. Like, and you can just, I don't know. Yeah. The fact that he wants to, he realizes that there's beauty in what he's in, even though he's burnt out yeah it, while he's in it yeah and he still chooses instead of like just throwing everything away and yeah. like resting for eternity he decides you know what there's more beauty in the world and there's more things that i need to do and accomplish and i'm gonna choose that instead of just bowing out yeah yeah that's exactly exactly what i took from it too i i think that um he yeah he, he didn't bow out he decided that i'm gonna i'm gonna live a fulfilled life and uh, I like that he made that decision. So, yeah, um, I felt like it's a decision um, that I would hope that I would make um, that a lot of people make and a lot of people get scrutiny for it. Um, a lot of people want people to. Um, oh, you've done enough. Just, you know, you can quit like it's OK. And don't get me wrong. Like there's times when you need to quit and there's times you need to throw the towel in. But I just feel like this this generation and, and people that live these days are, are they're too quick to, to, to quit. They're very quick to quit. And all I'm saying is that I really kind of just revitalize how the way that I live my life. And it's like, don't be quick to quit. You know? Spoken like a true, true Enneagram 3. 
<laughs> I am an Enneagram three. I know. With a wing two, but I am an Enneagram. I'm an Enneagram three that cares about people. That's the wing two. I care a lot about people, like like almost too much. Um, like as a boss and a manager, I kind of gets in the way sometimes because I, I really should make better decisions when it comes to disciplining people, but I don't really care. I want to help. It's them. hard. It's hard. But yeah, I, uh, you and I are both, both. Fun fact: We're both Enneagram threes. Um, right, you're a three. Mm-hmm. I'm a three wing two. You're a straight three. Straight three. And uh, we both hold each other to very high standards. Yeah. And um, we both work hard and we have both goals. Work hard. Yeah. We don't. We're not quitters. We're not quitters. No, we don't quit. Sometimes we're a little lazy. Me. Sometimes I'm a little lazy. Sometimes I'm a little lazy too. And I procrastinate, but. Yeah. When it's time to get it done, we get it done. Yeah, we do. Which that comes from fatigue, though. That comes from always going and getting it. And like that's like the thing where like I, I might not love the job that I have at any given time, but I like working. I feel like you do too, honestly. And we just like to accomplish things. But anyways, we digress. Um, is this movie over or underrated? Um, I I don't know. Let me look. I don't know if... It's in the sixes all across the board. Oh. Six out of tens all across the okay, board. Okay, so I will say this. I When it first came out, I heard a lot of flack for it and like people being like, it wasn't that good. It didn't live up because I think they a lot of people went into it expecting that um, because this what they did with Jungle Cruise was the exact same thing that they did with Pirates of the Caribbean. They had the Pirates ride and then they made movies out of it. Right. And I think that people were expecting it to be at that same level and almost like a duplicate except Jungle Cruise. And it was not. Yeah. Um, And so people were very disappointed in it. But if you don't compare it to anything other than the Jungle Cruise ride, like in my opinion, I think it's... Like, it's a really good movie. Yeah, I would agree. And I would say in that sense that it's underrated. I would agree with you. I think it's mildly underrated. Not, It's not heavily underrated, but it's mildly underrated. Yeah. Uh, anytime they make a movie from a ride, it's going to be compared to Pirates. Pirates of the Caribbean, take all the, the uh, sequels out of the thing. The original Pirates of the Caribbean, they just nailed it. Like, oh yeah, crushed it. Like, it's a great movie. Like, whether... You've ridden the ride or been to the parks or not. Pirates of the Caribbean is a And fan. it's a good standalone movie, and I think this is a good standalone movie. It is also a good, like, if you ride the rides, like, it's also a good callback to the, like... Yes. The movie, like... I guess the rides came first. The rides did come first, but no, I agree with it's what you're saying. It's a good callback. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's it's good. Yeah. I have an argument, and I'll make this argument really quickly. So, there's two trilogies based on... Uh, Tolkien's books, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord of the Rings came out first in, in the movie form, and uh, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings books are both equally good. Uh, so, the Lord of the Rings movies came out, and they're three of the. If you look at the uh, top 10 best movies of all time, The Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings are all three of them are in the top 10. And it's not just like people like me, it's like, it's like critical, like they are, yeah. they are fantastic movies. Um, then The Hobbit comes out. And people just really were not happy with that. And my argument's always been with the Hobbit movies is if you take Lord of the Rings out of the picture and just watch the Hobbit movies, they're actually really good movies. Like, they're very good. 
But it's like you're trying to compare them to three of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, they could have been a little bit better, but they still nailed it. Like the cast was good. The story was good. The adventure was good. And that's what I think with Jungle Cruise is probably the same thing. People are trying to compare it to Pirates. They're trying to compare it to to other Disney movies that have come out. And honestly, if you just look at Jungle Cruise as a standalone movie that's based on a really fun ride, it's a good movie. There's a good backstory. There's great actors and actresses. Like there's a good plot. Like... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, overall, it's really, I think it's really great. Obviously, just my personal opinion, but like, I mean, it's not like spectacular, my favorite movie. I mean, I'd give it a solid like seven or eight out of 10. No, it, doesn't, it doesn't touch eight. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I give it a seven. 7.5. Okay. I agree with that. 7.5 I mean, out of 10. As a movie, here's the thing we can't get caught up in this. And this is another thing I argue with people about about movies. We really like Emily Blunt and we really like The Rock. But I'm not even saying like, their acting, yes, push it to a different level, but I still think the plot, the storytelling, the backstories, like no, it, the I, environment, like I don't, you know what I mean? Like, no, it's good. I agree. Everything about it was just really. I agree. Good. I, I just think that we could do a better job when we give movies number ratings. And when I say we, I don't mean me and you. I mean people in general. Like every movie you watch can't be eight out of, t- eight out of ten. It's not. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I feel like it's like so easy. Like, when you watched Robin Hood, I would give it, like, a 4 out of 10. Oh. I didn't like Robin Hood. It's not a 4 out of 10, though. Okay, well, that's your opinion. It's a 6 out of 10. We can oh. have differing opinions, and it's fine. <laughs> like, I probably will never watch Robin Hood again in my life, but yeah. I would watch Jungle Cruise again. Yeah, I, you would know wa- what I, mean? I would watch it again, too. Well, here's the thing, though. And even, like, Maleficent was good. Do I want to watch Maleficent again? No, it's Here, probably a solid five here's or six. The thing, though, you I know think, what I mean? Here's the thing about movies. When I have to be careful when I rate them myself is there's movies that are great movies, like The Godfather. I'll never watch The Godfather again. I watched it one time because it's a cinematic masterpiece. It's a fantastic never movie. Never seen I, it. I'll never watch it again, right? But then there's movies that might be, like, four out of tens that I'll watch over and over again because there's watch there, there's a different there's certain movies that are like there's watchability right what I would give this movie uh, and don't get me wrong I would still give it like a 7 out of 10 8 out of 10 whatever but it's got good watchability like you chuckle when you watch it it makes you feel good I feel like that probably it's important I mean it's important but I think that kind of um, I'm trying to think of the word that probably has to do with the fact that the actors in this movie, Emily Blunt and The Rock, are like almost like comfort actors. A you know thousand what I mean? percent, like, yeah. So that gives it more watchability. But I think even if you didn't like or didn't, I don't know, if you didn't enjoy other movies that they were in, like let's say, I don't know, like you hated, what? what is The Rock in Moana? What else? Yeah, he's in Moana. <laughs> he's in like a lot of things, and it's like even if I we I hated all of those movies, and I hated The Quiet Place and whatever else Emily Blunt is in, like if I hated all those, like I would I don't know, may I would still think this is a good movie, and they did a good job in it. Yeah, I would agree with you, but I think you're right. I think that the casting is is definitely comfort comfort casting. It's like if I see John Krasinski in something, it's like oh I'm gonna watch it because I like John Krasinski. It might suck booty but i'm gonna watch it because that's john krasinski right and i might enjoy it just a little bit more because i i can enjoy him yeah so I, I agree with you i think that's good um overall i think this movie i would say is mildly underrated i think that people yeah, should I, give, agree. I think people should pay a little more attention to it um what did we uh what did we snack on during this movie I don't, oh we actually ate breakfast we did no we didn't we ate breakfast when we watched lilo instead that's right you're right we ate dinner we did you made alfredo i did 
Like straight Alfredo with fettuccine noodles. Nothing more, nothing less. It was really good. Yeah, it was really good. I, I seasoned it up pretty good. Yeah, I love Alfredo sauce. Yeah. I could eat like jars of Alfredo sauce by itself. I know. It's probably gross. Um, you have any other thoughts about this movie before we wrap this puppy up? I don't think so. I would just encourage our listeners to watch the movie. Oh, yeah, watch it. It's a good movie. It really watch is. It it's for so a- fun. Yeah. Watch it with zero expectations. Zero expectations. And if for those of you that are maybe like 30 plus when you go to watch it, like when you go to watch, I'm telling you right now, as someone who grew up watching Indiana Jones and the Mummy, like this movie, like it, it has that same vibe to it. Like it's good. It has that adventure, archaeological, like discovery, excitement um, kind of vibe to it. And it kind of it keeps you guessing. I'll give it that. It keeps you guessing. Um, I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you're not going to be guessing. Spoiler, anymore. but yeah. Well, I mean, you listen to the, the you know, you, you know what our whole vibe is. So we spoil all the movies that you listen to here, and it's fine. Um, but yeah, give it a give it a watch, and uh, I think that you'll have a fun time. Yes. Yeah, it's a good family flick. I would say that too. We need to talk about that more. Some of the all these Disney movies are obviously family flicks. This is a good like if you're a family and you like want to like you know like. Husband, wife, kids, whatever. Yeah. Get a bowl of popcorn. Uh, get some sodas. Like, watch this movie together. It's fun. Yeah. You'll laugh a lot. It's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and cool. Why don't you tell our listeners what we got coming up next week? Okay. So, next week, we are talking about Lilo and Stitch. Um, with Thanksgiving coming up, we just wanted to pick, like, a really good family-oriented yeah. movie. Because that's what, like, Thanksgiving is for us. It reminds us of a family and things we're thankful for, which is obviously... One of those being family. Yeah. Um, so we are really excited about it. It's going to be a good episode. Definitely check it out. We have our good friends, Ryan and Danielle, on the on that episode with us. Yes. Um, it's hilarious. It's heartwarming. It's going to be a great time. So definitely tune in next week for that. Um, the week after Thanksgiving, we are doing another family movie, um, Turning Red. Neither of us have seen it yet. It's going to be interesting mm-hmm. we haven't watched the movie yet so i don't know if we're gonna like it or not i don't know we'll see what happens um but yeah yeah super excited um also make sure you turn tune in for the lilo and stitch episode and the turning red episode um i'm not gonna say which one it's gonna be but one of them we will probably drop our december lineup um, we've already picked our december movies and we have our december <gasps> guests landed um so ne- make sure you tune in either for lilo and stitch or obviously i want you to tune in both but uh, over the next two episodes after this one we're going to be announcing our december lineup uh it's spoiler alert it's gonna be christmas themed and then yes. um we're gonna have two of our favorite guests um i'm gonna say back we're gonna have some oh yeah some returning all, guests from returning our first guests, returning our guests. first returning guests which i'm really excited it's to have you about. it's gonna be great hey uh any more thoughts anything else you want to say um that's it just follow us on instagram at which is barks yeah or email us at which is barks at gmail.com yeah rate comment subscribe like review yeah. all the things send us movie ideas going into january because we're wide open movie ideas we have like ones because we have um we actually have a lot of guests that we want on so we kind of have like the like one guest per month planned out but other than that like with their movie that we yeah. decided like we don't really have a lot of other movies going open. into the end new year so um yeah yeah that really be it 
that'd be it hey listen thanks so much for listening we appreciate it um thankful for you guys um thankful for the support thankful for um the fact that you guys listen to me and Courtney just talk about the things that we love yeah um so we can't wait to see you next week for Lilo and Stitch and um I hope you're having a great magical Monday or a great magical whatever the day of the week it is that you're listening to this episode on uh we can't wait to see you next week uh bye friends bye